Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness, and what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? We created this show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. We will have real conversations and share our own personal experiences to help you to do so. We may even make you laugh. At the close of the show, we'll pull an oracle card to add extra insight from the universe. Our topic today is grief. This show's topic came about out of a deep conversation we were having where we were sharing our thoughts and feelings about some things happening in our own lives around death and grieving. This conversation then expanded to include what was happening with clients and loved ones. So many people have been grieving the loss of family members and friends, as well as jobs, relationships, housing, businesses, incomes, and who they used to be. What life used to be. We all have gone through major changes this last year, and not just externally, but major changes internally. And whenever we talk about changes, it's really helpful to talk about grief. Some people don't realize that there is a grieving process that happens within us whenever there is change. We are creatures of habit. We like things in a familiar pattern. And when that familiar pattern is shaken, we have to go through a letting go of the old to embrace the new. And that letting, that letting go process can entail grief. Rory, how has grief shown up for you during this time? Well, I feel lucky. Um, you know, I have been able to keep my job. I have my health. My family has their health. I haven't lost anybody really close to me. And I know not everybody can say those same things. But, you know, like most people, I've definitely suffered with the effects of isolation. And so, you know, I feel like my life has just become so small in comparison to what it used to be. You know, I don't get to see as many of my friends as I used to. I don't get to see my family members. Uh, And that's been really challenging. And, you know, it feels like every day is just the same over and over. And, you know, I struggle with this idea that there's just not a lot of things to look forward to, right? It's just challenging to kind of have that same routine. Um, So I'm just grieving the loss of my old life and really just being able to be out in the world like we used to be able to. And, you know, I'm also really sad for my daughter as well because she's going through that same experience and it's really hard to watch her not to be able to see her friends and and have play dates or go do gymnastics or all the things that she used to love to do. And so I'm just really grieving the old life that we used to have. Yeah, I think the children are suffering the most, really. Yeah, I don't know my client. I have a couple of clients who would beg to differ with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> they are so suffering. They are feeling so lonely and sad, and it's so hard for them to not be able to be externally you know to meet people outside and to hug and it's just driving them crazy be social yeah the kids i just read an article i think it was yesterday that they said 40 percent of people in britain that were polled said they would abstain from sex for a year if they could just travel (laughs) (laughs) that's a good statistic i'm not sure i would do that (laughs) well they would probably go travel and then come back and there you go have both. Yeah. The best of both. Yeah. At the time, though, that shows you, right, how <laughs> everybody's feeling. You. Everybody yeah. is feeling the same I'd give feeling. that up yeah. to be able to just to travel and see people and do the things we used to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone, stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour for more conversation around grief, offering up advice on grief and sharing our own personal experiences with it. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura 
Sarah and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A Care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing grief. If you have a question or need some advice on grief, or simply want to share your experience, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call in at 425-373-5527 or 1-888-298-KKNW. So, Brenda, how has grief affected you over this last year? Well, I learned something new about grief this year. It was in my relationship with my husband, actually. We've been together about 10 years, yet I've been noticing over the last few years that he was going through some mental changes with lack of energy and purpose not really being present or wanting to engage. He would go through some times of just checking out. Even our adult kids were noticing a big difference. He didn't want to go to the doctor, and our relationship was beginning to feel very strained. He was going through like a, he was going through a semi-retirement, so I was thinking that maybe, you know, it was a lack of purpose, and you know, that that's what I had heard what happens when you're going through semi-retirement. Right. Yet he had kept himself busy with other things he liked, so it didn't seem like that. But this dementia type of behavior, because that's what we were starting to notice, um, got worse this last year and a half, to the point where he wasn't even sure he wanted to be alive. It was a feeling of powerlessness for me, and it brought up quite a few very strong emotions. There was extreme sadness, and and I would feel better as he would feel uplifted, and and then I'd go into anger when he would go into that apathy or what looked like he didn't care. I didn't know what to do. It was a roller coaster. I would oscillate between deep sadness, raging anger, exhaustion, and depression, and not able to do much of anything. I was finally able to share a little bit about what was going on, and a friend told me she thought it was anticipatory grief because she had gone through that when her husband was dying with cancer, and she had learned that through hospice about the things she was going through. Now, I had not heard of that before. But it made sense because it felt like grief what I was going through, yet I didn't think it was grief because he wasn't dying. Mm -hmm. And I was doing some research 
and I found that there is another form of grief called ambiguous or unconventional grief. And so I had never heard of that either. This is where you grieve someone that is still alive. Your loved one becomes someone that you no longer know or recognize. Like what happens with people who are going through addictions, right, that we hear about, or mental illness, dementia, or Alzheimer's. So that piqued my interest right there um, because what they were describing really fit my situation. Now, the unfortunate side, though, of grieving someone who is alive is that they are still, they're still, they look like the person that they once were, but they're psychologically different Mm. than they were before. And it can be maddening because the factors involved, right, are outside of your control and their control. It's so challenging for everyone involved. So I was really grateful to have the training that I have as a forgiveness coach because I could rely, you know, then on those processes as as I was mad and, you know, angry. I could do the self-forgiveness thing because, you know, I wasn't being a good coach at that time for myself. It is. And then also the forgiveness of others, right, helped immensely. And I could I could use those tools and I was able to bring in compassion for my husband and myself, which took a little bit to get, to be honest. And then the other thing we did was we reached out. Finally, I was able because when you're in that grief, it's hard to reach out. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do that and talk with people who understood, you know, who kind of could get it. So was it hard not to, like, want to give up as well? Oh, yeah. It was, and, and that's where, thanks for bringing that up, because it was. It was like, I didn't know where to go. Is this, what do I do for me? What do I do for the relationship? Right. Is it going to even last? Do we stay together? Or me? It's like, I didn't know. You know, I think that's the hard part, especially one as a woman and two as a coach. Of course. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't fix it, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't help nothing. And I imagine, I mean, it just changes the way that you guys express love with each other, right? Like all your love languages go out the door. So you're yes. reinventing another relationship. Totally. another, And that's what one of the suggestions were, was that was realize that you have a whole new relationship. And that's hard because, you know, it's kind of like, well, I kind of liked these other things. Right. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of what I was talking about before, of this longing for what used to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And then it also it sounds like what you're saying is that you're you're also longing for a solution or a remedy or a way to get back on track, even if it's going to look different. Now, yeah. did it also bring up grief again for you around cancer that you overcame? Yes. Yeah. You know, I think whenever you go through any grieving process, I think you both know it brings up the other grief. Right? right. So it triggers it. Mm-hmm. And it was because though it feels even deeper because you're processing different things. I was having flashes of the of the yeah. memories of that and going through even like my mom's death and different things that it was just like, what is going <laughs> right. on? You're like, I dealt with all of this. Yes. Right? Yeah, exactly. And sometimes, you know, I just wanted to shake him and, you know, just like, come on. And then sometimes I and then, you know, there's the guilt piece, too. Sure. For me of of wanting when I would think about I don't even know what to do. Maybe we don't need to be married. Maybe I I don't Mm. know what I'm doing. Maybe, you know, everything comes into question. So really having that guilt and grief around that. Was there also guilt around maybe like you could have done things better? This wouldn't have ever happened. Yes. I mean, I would imagine that's hard to avoid. Well, it is. Yeah. And you have to, a lot of things come into question. Right. It's, it was an amazing internal process. It was not fun. Let no. me tell you that. No. I'm not. so glad you're sharing it, though. I mean, I yeah. know that this has been, you know, going on. So I'm yeah. glad that you're sharing it with us. And now listeners. I'm able to. And I think that's important to know because sometimes it's not a time to share. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're going through it, it's like as we get to the other side of it, then we can look back and go, oh, okay. This is what I did well. This is what I did right. not so well. But there's also healing in the sharing, right? There is so much healing in yeah. the sharing. Yeah. yeah. And it gets easier each time. It does. Yeah. It does. And just having that compassion from other people and understanding. I think that's the biggest thing is that understand. We are looking as human beings for understanding. Mm-hmm. And, and really, and I, I get that on a deeper level. It's like everybody says, oh, we look for love. But I really think... We really are craving understanding. And validation. Validation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, being seen. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, Miss Sakura, <laughs> what has been yeah, your recent experiences, so my dear? I know I'm not alone when I tell this story. Um, 
So last m- month, my aunt in Arizona went from doing well and singing karaoke to pneumonia, testing positive for COVID, and then in hospice within two weeks. Um, and the tough part is a majority of my family is in Chicago, but really just spread out all over the U.S. And although distance would seem to be a challenge, you know, otherwise, it really was COVID restrictions, which made it even more challenging, right? So no one was allowed to be in to see her physically until she was in hospice. And then that was limited. And at the time in Arizona, the numbers were so high, right? So it was like, you know, my uncle could go in, but my her daughter couldn't until my uncle left the building. I mean, it was it was that insane. Um, and so she did get to FaceTime a lot of her siblings, like my mother. And, and it was shortly after she FaceTimed my mother and told her she was ready to go that she did. Um, and my aunt's dying request was to not have a funeral, but it was arranged. And I think because a lot of us didn't get to say goodbye, you know, so it was the platform for that. But it was very surreal because it was a Zoom funeral. And this Zoom funeral really put things into perspective for me, just everything collectively of what we've been going through with all of the loss with COVID and you know, everything that we've been seeing on the news and media and really emphasize the social disconnect that we've all been experiencing, right? So only 15 people were physically allowed to be there. Um, and although I know like a funeral is more for the family anyway of, than rather the person passing, um, it was still, it's still a really significant time for us humans to have contact, right? To, to touch each other, to hug each other, to kiss each other. And it's like none of that was happening that I could see over the Zoom. Um, and then just adding in like the fact that large numbers of people who my aunt touched couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's just so much sadness. And then seeing the faces of strangers I didn't know on Zoom and then seeing my family and just their tears running down their face. But the hardest part was in the upper left hand corner was seeing her in her square mm-hmm. on the Zoom, you know, open. I'm going to get all <laughs> In an open casket, you know, which was really hard. Um, and honestly, that's when I felt it. That's when I felt all of it. And I think also, you know, there's a curse of being an empath. You just take everyone's grief and you're like, no, I'm the strongest. I'm going to feel it all. Right. Yeah. And it just, I, yeah, I just lost it. Um, and it, again, it was just also over COVID and the, you know, the, the way we handle deaths now, the way hospital visitations are handled. Um, but also the, another afford, unfortunate part was that I knew my aunt was going to be passing. You know, as an intuitive medium, as an empath, she lost her son uh, four or five years ago, and he was very young. And so I knew that a big part of her died with him. In fact, when she was nursing me back to health three years ago or four years ago now, um, she told me that she just couldn't live her life. You know, she felt guilty for living her life. So I knew her soul was looking for a ticket out. You know, I knew that she was looking for a way to leave. And so, but how do you talk about that with your family, right? Like death is a really challenging topic for me to discuss with my family um, because unlike most of them, I don't believe there is death. I know that we move, we live on. There's consciousness after death. And I know this because I communicate with these transitioned loved ones. So the observation though that I had, just like you were saying what you learned about yourself, Brenda, through grief is that I grief was different for me this time. It, it was less of my human grief being in myself and it was more about the empathic grief. It was more on taking on everyone else's grief, but it was also viewing it slightly differently, right? Because as an intuitive medium, I know that they're gonna be okay. I know it's on the other side and I can take joy in the fact that I know I can continue communicating with her. So, and, and I did, and, and she's doing amazingly. She's rejoined with my grandma, she's rejoined with her son and her late husband. And so, yeah, that was really the great part. But I will add a funny piece <laughs> because you know, it's Zoom and there's old people that don't really know how to use technology, and my mother included. Uh, bless her soul. Um, my uncle in Wisconsin and his wife were on Zoom and they didn't realize, you know, the mics needed to be off. So his mic was not off. 
And there was nothing happening. It was just awake, right? Like, we're just viewing. It was just viewing. There was no one talking. You know, the eulogy was already said. There was nothing going on. And so he was like, Cheryl, what's happening? Why can't we hear anything? Like, yelling in his (laughs) Wisconsin accent. And, you know, finally I see his daughter on another Zoom, right? And she's obviously calling him because he's on the phone saying, what do you mean? I Mute what? I don't understand. <laughs> so I will add that piece because there was a little bit of comedy in there. Well, so. it sounds oh like God. it could have been much worse. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. Depending on what he was saying. but uh. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's a very surreal experience. And I know that, Brenda, you probably have clients that have lost people during this time. And I'm not sure if they've also had to go through that. But but wow. Yeah. And I got to, I so feel you on that and knowing who you are and the empath that you are and feeling that it's so that that's one of the hardest things that we have to go through is not being there to physically help our loved ones. Yeah. Right. During this time. And even for ourselves that we need, it's the, it's consoling and comforting. And I got to experience it not too long ago. A, my friend's mom passed, mm. um, not from COVID, but just passed. And, and they had that funeral and only a few of them could be there, like you said, 15, and the rest were on Zoom. And it was, it, it was so weird. Yeah. It was just this very strange feeling of disconnect. And it's like I, a business meeting. It is. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and, you know, and not being able to see my friend upset, you know, not being able to do anything. Right. And other people that, that, you know, it was just... And yeah, and I think that was the most frustrating part. Like even my mother, who I haven't seen cry, she's a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen her. I haven't seen her cry very many times in her lifetime. But just feeling so helpless over here, not being able to go down there, not being able to go into the hospital, not being by her side, it was just so frustrating for her. So I mean, unfortunately, she took satisfaction in the only thing she could, which was a FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so happy we have that. Yeah. Right? Technology. I mean, it does provide that. At least we can see each other. But that's also can cause even more pain for people. Absolutely. It's like I can see you, but I can't touch you. I can't be near you. I can't do that. It's like this sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping Zoom funerals are not like the new thing from here on out after, you know. <laughs> no. I mean, as you said, Brenda, it's amazing that we have that tool. Mm-hmm. But it just this the scenario that you're describing just pu- punctuates the lack of connection that everybody's been feeling over mm-hmm. the last year. And this is, that's just like the most extreme circumstance. Yeah. Exactly. And energetically, we need to be around each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, Seriously. Yes. As there's humans, healing in that. There's healing in that. And there's also what people are talking about with even Zoom fatigue, right? To get into that is like where we can't get the cues. We can't feel each other. And we do that without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. And, and then you add that grief onto that. Yeah. And, you know, that's such a deep emotion that, oh, my gosh. Right. Well, and it just shows you that, you know, for the people that are fortunate to, enough to have their homes and their jobs and all their possessions, we're not happy. Right. No, we're, right. we're not happy because we don't have that connection because we don't we're not spending time with the people that we care about. Right. right. And that's what's most important. Yeah. I mean, that's I think I'm hoping that the majority of us are figuring out is like, oh, what are my priorities? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Eric, do we have time to take a message? Uh, Why don't we take a quick break and then we'll come right back with those. Sounds good. All right. We're going to take a quick break. But don't forget, if you have a question about grief or want to share your personal experience, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Family-owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. 
Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing grief, how to move through it, and different ways we may experience it. And if you have a question, or need some advice, or simply want to share, message us on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call in at 425-373-5527, or 1-888-298-KKNW. All right. Well, let's go to some of our messages we have for today. Eric? Sure. Susan from Everett writes in and says... My mother was diagnosed with dementia this past year, and even though I'm trying to be compassionate, I find that I'm really angry. Is this normal? What can I do about changing that feeling? Mm. Oh, I know that anger. I feel like it's similar to your story. (laughs) Yeah. What's going on? I know that anger. And Susan, I'm going to say it's okay. It's okay to have anger. It's part of the grieving process. Anger at your mom, at the dementia, at life, that life isn't the same. And, you know, also, if there were any problems with your mom, because I've had a couple clients like this, too, that I've helped, um, if there's any kind of resentment with the mother, then there can be guilt around that, around, Mm -hmm. you know, not saying what I wanted, that they wanted to say and and be there for the mom like they want. It's like, oh, now I'm not going to get the chance because they're not coming back. Right. And, and a lot of people feel angry like that because of the dementia and being, feeling like it's out of control. And do you think the anger also masks other emotions because yeah. it's so strong? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think underneath is that sadness, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's sadness usually. There's, anger is like a go-to for, for quite a few people. Um, and so underneath that, if we can get underneath the anger, is what is that? Some grief? Right. Like we're talking about? Yeah, that's what that's what comes to my mind is is to really sit down and ask yourself, why are you feeling the way that you're feeling? Like what's happening underneath that you need to get in touch with? Because as you said, anger could be the first surface feeling that comes to mind that you just don't like the situation. But underneath that, there's it's a lot more complex. And really, it's just she's mourning not just, you know, the loss of her mother in a sense, but also the loss of the relationship she had with her mother. And again, having to, like you did, you're doing, mm-hmm. is reinventing that relationship, right? Yeah, and that's the, the giving yourself time, yeah. I think, is important to do that. And that's where I had to be compassionate for myself um, and for the other person, right? We have to get to that place where we can find compassion, but we have to feel the anger first. Right. That's the one thing we don't do. We're afraid to feel the feelings because it can be really intense. Mm-hmm. You know? And it can take time. It's not, you know. Well, and, and you can judge yourself for it. Right. That you shouldn't be angry. That you don't have the right to be angry. That you're bad for being angry and not being compassionate. 
Yeah, and that just compounds the problem when you have the guilt on top of that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's like that's why it's really good to have somebody to talk when I was able to finally talk, right? And that's what I encourage Susan to do um, is to find someone to talk with. And also, because there's also groups out there. I was encouraged to find a grief group of like caretakers mm. who were dealing with that, not of those that were dying, but those that were working with um, people with addictions or dementia. And that was really helpful. And a, a couple of people I reached out to who I knew were going through that. I could ask them, hey, can we just chat? I think that's important, too, to be a part of a group like that, because I feel like a lot of people as caretakers, and I, I've witnessed this with my clients, get so involved that they lose themselves, yeah. right? And then when that person passes, they they don't know what to do. They don't know who they are. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, not to mention when you're going through these experiences and maybe you're trying to share it with someone that hasn't, it's just not the same, mm-hmm. right? They can be empathetic. Uh, they can care for you. But to be able to share your experience with someone that's also going through something similar like they really see you, they really hear you, and they know what how to what to say or how to support you in a way that other people just can't. Right. And just to be able to hold you in the silence. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing. Is just being able to cry or be angry and not be judged. Right. You know, like you're saying was really important for me to finally have that because one you feel like nobody understands and two a lot, they don't. I mean, unless you've gone through it, it's it's one of it's like addictions. Unless you mm-hmm. understand it and going through recovery, mm-hmm. people don't get it. No, you know. Well, and I imagine too, like your close friends who are, they they look at you as a coach, right? Well, you're not allowed to have those feelings. <laughs> like you're supposed to have everything put together, right? Well, yeah, and so that's even a challenge as a, too. As a person, we always think, well, I've usually got it. Like we feel yeah. we're strong. I've got it together. So Susan, if you're feeling that, it's like okay, it's okay, right? That that we all have emotional feelings and this is this is one of those times to allow yourself that you don't have to hold it up yourself mm-hmm. absolutely and i encourage people not to yeah and there's no perfect way to navigate these scenarios grief is a strange animal mm-hmm. you know yeah well let's go to our next message all right this one from jermaine uh from chicago who says, my mother passed away during this pandemic and I'm, I'm having the toughest time moving on. What is the benefit of seeing a medium? Would it be helpful and how? I feel like I should take this. Ooh. You can start <laughs> out with this okay. one. Probably I mean, you, you might know a little bit about that. I mean, he's yeah. also from Chicago, so I, you know, I gotta give him some credit. Um, so yeah, definitely, Jermaine, as an intuitive medium myself, I would say mediumship is healing it's, it's the most effective form of healing. And it's also, like Brenda was discussing, it's, it's a form of grief therapy. Um, I help a lot of my clients process guilt, fear. Um, there's a lot of guilt that we have when someone passes um, just because we weren't able to say goodbye. So I provide that channel of communication so you can do so. Or maybe it's something else that you didn't get to say. Um, as well as the guilt of, um, you know, moving on with your life, right? And also not knowing that they're okay so that you can do that. And it's, it's just amazing how when people know that that person's okay, they can go on with their life. They can go on living it. So it's really important. And I also eliminate the fear because I, I, can, I know what's on the other side. And they can communicate to you what's on the other side and what's going on. And so that really helps too. So... Oh, yeah, I really like that. I've had experiences with the medium and and uh, after my mom passed and also a really good friend. And it was really comforting to know that they were OK. Yeah. And it was a healing because when, when my mom left, I was still drinking and it was just not, you know, when she left, I was just not in a good place. And it was I actually got to do a forgiveness process with a medium mm. with her. It was fantastic so that we could both like she's like I'm really sorry I wasn't there for you and I'm I'm sorry and to be able to have the comfort of knowing right you know yeah that's really great yeah I mean I have not had to deal with this situation but I I'll be honest I have imagined it and you know I think the thing that helps me a lot is my belief as we talked about earlier that this is not that, that there is no death like this is an experience this is a chapter in a very long book of your life 
And that comforts me. I also just read a book last week, and I was trying to remember the name of it. Unfortunately, I don't. It was about mediumship. It was about life after death. And, you know, the thing is, you don't have to see a medium to be able to communicate with your loved ones either. You can ask them to communicate with you. You can look for signs. Um, And so we all have that ability to continue having a dialogue and a relationship with people that have passed on. I know it's not the same, right? We're we're still going to miss their physical presence. Um, but it, you know, we might not, we just won't be able to hear them quite the way Sakura does or other mediums, right? But we can still receive signs if we ask, and we can still have that validation that they are there watching over us and we can still have some level of communication. And you know, that, that thought for me comforts me. Yeah. Well, and I, I like that you said that because everyone can actually be a medium because if you look at it in the way of, we are all part of spirit, Mm -hmm. right? each one of us. And so we are all equal in that way. And so we can all tap in. And so, and it may look different for you and it may take time. Don't give up. Don't stop communicating. It'll eventually come through to you, but just allow it and don't get attached to how it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to come in. That's where you lose it. You know? Well, and if, if there, I would say if he's uncomfortable with that or anybody is, I think a medium is really helpful. That's what I did at first because I didn't trust that I could do all that and I didn't know that. Right. And so it helped me because then there was a sign given whenever you see this thing, know I'm with you, mm-hmm. you know, like the hummingbird. And then yeah. you start noticing, oh my God, and the hummingbird would be there <laughs> or a certain smell. And that's what happened with my mom. It was the smell of roses. And yeah. it's like, we'd come out of the blue. I'm in the middle of my living room, no roses. It's like, oh, there she is. And, yeah. and so that was helpful. And then I could start trusting myself, yeah. you know, and then now it's like, OK, mom, are you here? <laughs> and I recommend, I don't know, a Surviving Death. I don't know if you guys have seen it on Netflix, but I, I'm, I am having a gentleman from the show on, on Love from the Hip. And he was talking about how he didn't believe in mediumship and he didn't believe in life after death. He was really science minded. Um, but he had asked the medium, he actually asked his father, you know, if you want me to believe in this person, I need you to talk about my hair. (laughs) And so sure enough, that's what happened. But, you know, and then of course there were other signs and and things like that, but yeah. yeah, Oh, that's so cool. So I encourage you to check it out. Yeah. And you know, it comes down to that word faith, right? It's not, it's not the word that I choose, but inevitably that's kind of what it is. It's about you may have a, somewhat of a belief, a loose belief that there's life after death, but going through these experiences of talking with mediums and having signs, you start to truly believe, and that changes everything internally, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, with that, we're going to take a break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, 
Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Check us out on our new affiliate on Sundays at 12 p.m. on AM 1450 KBKW. All right. Well, let's go take our next message. Sure. Mark from California writes, to be honest, I'm not sure what I'm feeling anymore. I'm just tired of this situation and almost feel numb at this point. Not happy, not sad, just in limbo. Is that bad? Mm. Well, first off, I'd say it's definitely not bad. Uh, it seems to be a pretty common experience. I was actually just talking to a few people this morning about this exact same thing and what they were going through and kind of some of the mitigations. Um, you know, I'd say for me, I don't always feel everything, all my emotions acutely. It's not always like I'm angry and this is why I'm angry or I'm sad or this is why I'm sad. And I think we've been going through this experience for so long, but it's not just one thing. It's kind of everything. And so, you know, I think the best thing, what I try to do is just give myself some time and space to feel what I'm feeling and really just to ask those questions of what is going on inside me? Like, why am I feeling this way? Um, so, you know, it's, it's taking some time out of the routine of going to work and doing all the things that you need to do and decompressing and tuning out, which is also totally fine. Like, we all kind of have to do that. But, like, giving giving yourself that space to to really ask what's going on. So can I ask you, Rory, as a man, so when you were can. you? <laughs> well, I, I like the way I you am. said that. I am a man. Oh, yeah, I'll take that Just, one. you know, when, when were you really feeling like it was okay to feel your emotions, right? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I still struggle with that. Like, I grew yeah. up in an environment where feeling and expressing emotions was not normal. Right. And so I'm still learning that language. And this could be part of what's going on for Mark. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make a huge assumption that all men suffer from this problem Mm -hmm. a little bit more than women. Like, that could be true as well. And it could be what's going on uh, for the caller. But, um, yeah, I I definitely relate. It's, it's, um, It's sometimes challenging to know what I'm feeling, and especially when it's, it's on this this magnitude of a situation because it is so complex. Well, and it brings up so much. So I would say, don't, don't judge yourself. Don't have Mark, not judge himself Um, because it's really important to, to be able to, I love what you said, Rory, about taking some time, which can be hard for people. It can Mm -hmm. be hard for people. And that's where having someone to, to reach out to can be a little helpful. I'm so happy that somebody wrote in to ask that question because now they're kind of opening up. It sounds like ready to do something, right? right. I, I'm ready to kind of break through this because I'm speaking about it. And so it's the, it's when we stay so silent and isolated that it can just magnify and grow. And then we're, we think we're stuck there forever, you know, but having the addressing that numbness um, it's, it's just, you know, it's, we've gone through something major and, and our whole life has been turned upside down. And that's part of this grieving process that we're talking about is his feelings. What he described is that grieving process. Mm-hmm. And, and then you add to that, if he's not able to, if he comes from a background like you have of not really knowing how to feel the feelings that can add to that. Right. And so I think it's really good to be able to reach out to maybe and ask about it 
spend some time, you know, kind of going, huh, what can make me feel happy? What has helped me? What was I feeling before that I can bring back to that? I know it's all different right now, but also that can help us through that to give us a little bit of hope. Because when we're sunk like that, we need something to lift us out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's time for the Oracle Card in the Conscious Coaching Hour. All right. Well, let's ask Spirit or Universe for further guidance on today's topic of grief. Okay. So today we have the card deck called the Divine Energy Oracle by Sonia Choquette. And I really like her. So the card that we're picking today is accept what is dying. Huh. That's kind of a goal. I love how this works. An aspect of your life is clearly coming to an end. Some area has lost your interest and you can no longer muster the enthusiasm to carry on. It is time to surrender and let things end with grace. Your divine energy is calling you to accept the natural cycles of life and death and directly admit what's presently ending in your life. Do not waste time tending to a garden that simply will not grow. It's time for a big change. (laughs) We've all (laughs) had that. Face the unknown with courage and confidence. Exciting and more beautiful things await you. Your divine invitation. Understand that in every termination, you're crossing a threshold of rebirth to another level. Don't run from your emotions or deny your sorrow or fear like we've been talking about. Remember, all that passes on is only in a state of becoming something new. Hmm. I like that. I think that kind of just sums up what we've all been talking about, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. It sums up life. Oh, my gosh. Especially having courage, which helps give us confidence. Yeah, Yeah. and and that we, we all need to foster the ability to deal with change. Because it is the thing that is always going to happen in life. And it's the thing we don't want to have happen. No, we don't. <laughs> and you can't have something new if you're holding on to the old, right? No. you no. got to make the space to allow the new thing to come in. And even if that's a rebirth of you, right? A new way of thinking and aligning more of into who you're supposed to be in this life. Well, yeah, and I think that's true. I think that that's kind of the work that we do. It's really all about us. <laughs> it really is because everything around us is helping us grow, helping us look at something different, changing our perception around things so that we can learn to accept ourselves better and which that also then reverberates out to others. And I feel there's been a lot of growth lately, <laughs> or I'm hoping. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Mine are crossed as well. <laughs> So let's talk about our takeaways on grief. So I will start. I would say don't put a time limit on your grieving, right? Mm -hmm. Take as long as you need. And as we were discussing earlier, I highly recommend grief therapy, whether it's through a hypnotherapist, a medium, a counselor. Just having that third party to help you move through um, can be a lot quicker even, too. Um, And I would say also just... Just remembering as an intuitive medium, your loved ones are okay. In fact, they are better than okay. And, and please, please go on living your life. That's what they want for you. Yeah, they're, they're at a resort, right? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Sandals. <laughs> oh, I love that commercial. <laughs> oh. What about for you, Brenda? Oh, so what I would, what I would um, share is that that if anybody's feeling like they're experiencing this ambiguous or this unconventional grief, let yourself grieve. I mean, it was a big thing for me to really get that and understand that that was a thing. Um, And then find someone to talk with or a support group, like for caregivers or someone who are helping people with dementia, Alzheimer's addictions, find that group. And then, because that'll give you that understanding, right, in a place to be able to, to talk open yourself up to the idea that the relationship is now different. That was a biggie for me. And can you allow yourself to find some happiness in it? And then remind yourself that the illness is not the person. This can be hard to do because of the changes in the behavior. So just give yourself permission to be angry while also trying to understand what you're going through and the other person's going through. I like that. Yeah, me too. I really like that part, as I mentioned, about finding help 
uh, finding people that are yes. in a similar situation. I think, you know, I have not, I've definitely not done that in the past when I should have. Yeah. And I, looking back, know that that would have made such a big difference for me. And what about for you, Rory? Yeah, you know, I just want to say that we're all going through an incredibly challenging time. And, you, you know, think? <laughs> while, <laughs> while our experiences may be different, right, there's this collective grieving that's happening across the planet. And, yes. you know, as I mentioned before, I think part of it is just about setting aside some time to slow down and to allow yourself to really feel what's going on inside of you. Um, and, you know, you don't have to do anything. You just have to carve out that space and just be aware of the sensations and the feelings that are coming up for you. And, you know, by grieving uh, or, or by giving ourselves space to be fully present with what's happening, then we have the opportunity for those feelings and that energy to be seen and to move on and hopefully for us to, you know, move forward in our lives. Mm, I love that. I love giving the space. Yeah. Just that's what we don't do. No. And witnessing the feelings and sensations in your own body, right? Yeah, I think a lot of us, we just keep ourselves busy Mm -hmm. so we don't have to feel or we don't have to deal with the reality. Right. And I think it's the opposite. We have to just give ourselves that space and witness it. And be kind to ourselves through the process, right? Exactly. That compassion, but also curiosity, which you talked about earlier. Is that having that just if we can change that from fear to curiosity? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we we have for today. But I want to thank Eric and thank you for reading our messages and our KKNW and the new affiliate KBKW, the talk of Grace Harbor, and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find under Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. And what are we talking about on our next show? Uh, On our next show, we'll be discussing fear, what purpose it serves, and how do we move beyond it. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Do you love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSutter.com. You can find me at RoryReich.com. You can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in every month on Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. on AM 1450 KBKW for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach. So you can live your best life.